All right. Get ready. Because it's time again for Survival of the Fittest is the Soup du Jour. I'm Roberto Trevino, and I've got so much to tell. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe not. You know, I'm, I'm definitely uh, here at the house, chilling, you know, uh, not necessarily at another restaurant you know i've definitely had to doing my workouts and trying to get in shape but you know that's something that certainly takes a lot of effort but uh, it's something that i think that everybody especially if you have a kitchen job you know or any restaurant job honestly you should get try to get a workout in there it's really probably the most beneficial time you can give yourself uh, and keep up at work you know because you know the restaurant business is tough as we all know. All right. So, you know, once upon a time there, I was uh, with some of my cooks and we were uh, standing around talking in the, on the line, you know, kitchen banter classic. And, you know, it's either like, you know, like I've always said, and a lot of you have listened to the show for a while and know me for years, you know that the kitchen saves the world. Well, at the same time, the kitchen is probably the most creative place on the planet where you conjure up all kinds of different things. And one thing I remember we were talking about one time was uh, a TV show. I said, wow, wouldn't it be cool if there was a, uh, a, a TV show about a, a kitchen line, you know, about a bunch of cooks and all the things that go on, all the drama and all the fun stuff and everything that goes on. But I wanted it to have more of a comedy angle. But the fact is, you know, uh, I, I used to tell my, people would tell me all the time, you know, I don't think it's too compelling after a week or two. You know, what are you going to get tired of seeing the same old, same old kitchen life? You know, I mean, we live it, we do it, but I don't know it's compelling. Well, fast forward probably <laughs> at least 15 years and there's a new show that I recently binged watch it called The Bear. And uh, The Bear literally is exactly what I was just talking about. It is a multi-show series, you know, like lots of lots of episodes and a second season coming. And it's just all the dramas and the day-to-day -day of, of this, this chef and his sous chef and the crew. And obviously it's based around this chef. And, you know, there's a bunch of drama. I won't get into the details too much because I think it's worth watching, definitely. But, uh, you know, I was just kind of blown away that, you know, 15 years later I'm, I'm watching this show and I'm thinking, wow, we had, you know, talked about something like this and didn't think it would be compelling enough. And, and now I'm watching this show thinking like, my goodness, even getting anxiety and, and, and feeling that feeling, you know, and, and if you're in the biz and, uh, and, you know, they do a great job editing. I mean, modern TV work is amazing, you know, so uh, they did a great job editing where they can give you that tension and that feeling, you know, and it's a great show. So I was just kind of kicking that around, thinking to myself, so so what else, you know, what I want to do? And I've always been a big fan of doing some kind of culinary dating game, you know? And, um, and you know, it, it's just like, I think a culinary dating game would be the, the most fun. I love, you know, game shows. And I love TV history. And one thing I know about, game shows that they were like huge at one point in, in in tv history and people used to love game shows and 
you know, they'd win prizes and money and and I guess guys' grocery games kind of came close to a game show, but didn't ha- didn't have that that sort of in in you know filmed live in front of a studio audience kind of feeling. You know, um, I think that a culinary dating game would be awesome. You know, and and I've heard that there's been different networks around the world that have attempted it and kind of not really pulled it off. But I think it would be so exciting, especially for today's world that we live in and the fact that people just don't cook. I think it could really be something that could be entertaining and fun to watch. So so if you're out there and uh, you want to like, <laughs> you want to help produce a culinary dating game, uh, give me a shout out and we'll definitely do that. So what's going on these days in the kitchens? You know, what is driving cooks and chefs, you know, what is it exactly? You know, is it presentation? Is it flavor? Is it like, you know, I can cook outdoors? I mean, is it the, the, the tallest food, the, the, the most cheese sauce you can throw on things? I mean, hey, I love it all. I'm, I'm certainly not judging. And I think that, you know, there's a place for everything these days in the kitchen. And I think it's amazing how... What is acceptable? There was a time when there was, well, there was just kind of like regular restaurants, if you will, you know, and high-end restaurants and uh, and fast food restaurants. But, you know, and, and when I say regular restaurants, I just mean like they were family style, you know, they were this favorite eatery, a little bistro, whatever the case, you know, little Italian spot. And you could get great food. There was not a whole lot of hubbub as far as, there was always that spirit of service and good food, but you know, it just wasn't like the high-profile big city restaurant with the chefs and, you know, the high-profile chefs anyway and what have you. And uh, that, that was the time. And now, you know, I think with social media and the fact that basically people can do whatever they want. You know, they can put it out there. And a lot of people who don't even really cook, cook have cooking shows now, you know, on, on the Internet and somewhere. And um, I think that's great. You know, I really think that it's kind of changed the game where I think, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to find yourself in a restaurant or with a restaurant group or you've pushed yourself to you can open your own restaurant and you really want to do something really high end, I think that's great. You know, I personally still love it. I love when uh, people like uh, like. Uh, Ava in Winter Park here in, in Central Florida and Orlando area are are elevating, you know, just the expectation. And I so appreciate that, and I'm so happy that they're there doing that. You know, they're not just they're not trying to tourist trap people. You know, a lot of Orlando restaurants can fall into that trap where they just assume that the money's there because the guests are there and doesn't have to be all that doesn't have to be you know fine dining maybe the spirits there you know and i'm not going to deny that but sometimes people lose track of that and so a place like ava in in um in, on, on park avenue it's just elevated the experience again and i think that's great and i hope it's contagious because i'm not saying that you know because there's plenty of wonderful restaurants in orlando i mean i think we're very fortunate here in orlando to to be able to just get out there and really runs the gamut you can eat from any part of the world here you can eat at any level of 
sophistication, and you can get great amount, <laughs> great amounts of grub if that's what you're looking for as well. You know, which which I I will never deny a big plate of grub. I guarantee you that I am down for a plate of grub. And you you name it, all right? As a matter of fact, why don't you send us onto our Instagram your favorite grub? <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, by no means is that taken or meant to sound like it's like any less nourishing or important to your taste buds for being grub, all right? Because I'd have to say about 90% of the things I cook for myself fall in the category of grub. So please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to be snooty. But uh, I'm really happy to say that there's restaurants like Ava, you know, who, who are definitely pushing the, the, the envelope. Not to mention, I, again, I always say it, you know, I've always been so impressed with a lot of these, like, you know, like... <laughs> Like Agave Azul, I think they do a really good job. I think Don Julio does a really good job as well. You know, they, they one thing I like about Don Julio is they really put out an authentic flavor. And that I will give them always, you know. So uh, I, I like that. There seems to be a lot of Mexican restaurants opening in Orlando. It seems to have become the food of choice, you know, which is blows me away. But, hey. I love it. You know, don't get me wrong. I love it. I've been recently to Katrina's Fusion on Semeron, and I really enjoy their food. And I enjoy the effort behind it, you know, the pride behind what they're doing. The chef, she's amazing, and she's dedicated, and they're working with their staff so they can really put out what we know to be high-quality, great Mexican food. And you know, it says a lot. Competition is tough. I mean, if you think you're going to just, like, get on out in the world and say, oh, I'm going to open a Mexican restaurant because I know tacos, I know burritos. You know, you're going to find yourself falling short, and you don't want that, especially if you're going to invest a lot of money in a project. You definitely want to understand that some of the most successful restaurateurs in whatever it is they're cooking are not there by accident, all right? If anyone ever tells a restaurateur that you just got lucky, man, that is just so bad. There's no such thing. If you're successful in the restaurant business, it's because you want it to be that and you're working it. Nothing comes easy and nothing is free and that is something that we're very clear about if you are in the restaurant business especially as an owner or a chef you know it's a it's a game that is played every single day almost 24 7 you know in your head or with your person inside the restaurant and uh, that's the fact you know those are the facts there's no uh, there's another way so it's it's not you know it, it, it's not luck it's dedication so hats off to all those successful restaurateurs who are making their moves, you know, both great and small. I think um, that it says a lot. And it, we're a very lucky community here. And I think if you belong to wherever you live in a city 
that has a vibrant restaurant scene, I think you should be very lucky. You should be very thankful. You are very lucky and you should be very thankful that, uh, that that's the case because that's what, what I believe makes life wonderful. To be able to go out to a great restaurant and enjoy yourself and, uh, you know, and everything that comes up around that, you know, friendships, uh, relationships, uh, you know, on and on and on. We can go down the line. Deals done, just everything. The kitchen table, you know, or I mean the restaurant table where, where people sit and they, they just get together to celebrate. Nothing gives a more spiritual feeling for me than that. So, you know. I love it. I think we're lucky. So I know that I can't wait to get my hands on another kitchen very soon. And, uh, and when that happens, uh, I will let you know. I, I, think, I think I'd like to see myself doing something higher end, something I haven't done in a long time, but I feel like maybe I have the patience to just kind of roll with it. Not so poppy, not so artsy, but a little more sophisticated so i will keep you in the loop with that one and with that i'd have to say i have chatted your ears off but i appreciate you being here for another great episode and a good time survival of the fittest is the soup du jour i'm chef roberto trevino greetings to everyone around the globe And we'll see you soon. Buen provecho, Puerto Rico, California, Texas, New York. Love you all. All right, y'all. We'll talk soon.